Are you all ready to up your drinking game? Absinthe Minded AZ is a pretty freaking amazing and super rare company. Absinthe is truly an acquired taste type of drink. People like Picasso, Hemingway, and Van Gogh were known to throw back a few. I mean, The Raven may have never been written if Edgar Allan Poe wasn't drinking this stuff. Who, by the way, was an artilleryman in the United States Army. Go Redlegs. This misunderstood spirit became legal again in the United States in 2007. And now you can try it for yourself here in AZ. Plus, co-owners Doc Ordovich and Justin Slusher are pretty cool dudes. Absence Minded is produced with 100% natural herbs based off of traditional formulations with variations to accommodate the palates of the modern drinker. Pour, sip, and enjoy. So if you want to find out more about this amazing company, go to their Facebook page or AbsentheMindedAZ.com. And their Instagram page is pretty dope. Um, where are you off to? I'm going to check out Alien Donuts. They are a funky, hip donut concept with planetary beats and out-of-this-world treats. They have vegan, gluten-free, classics, specialty, and space-themed donuts. Yum. What else do they got? They also offer nitro brew coffee, rocket shakes, and freshly made ice cream. And how can I find them, Crystal? Well, they are located in the heart of Old Town Scottsdale on 5th Avenue. You can also find them on Facebook, Instagram, or AlienDonuts.com. Donut, stop believing. What you drinking? My favorite drink ever. Pistachio blended brew with a coffee base and a little extra shot of caffeine from Sweet's Cold Brew Coffee Company. Gotta get ready for that show, Crystal. And did you know that Sweet's Cold Brew is the first and only cold brew coffee shop in the state of Arizona? It's for rad people only. I'm rad. The only thing that would make them better is if they sold beer and wine. Funny you should say that. Just check out their menu at sweetsbrew.com. That's sweets with a Z in the middle. Uh, they also got an awesome Instagram page. Mmm, Catino Sauce Company has the sexiest, hottest, hot... Uh, <clears throat> no, no, that's all wrong. Hold on. Coutinho is the sexiest, hottest, hot, hot sauce. Damn it. That's all wrong. What no. are you doing? Trying to record this ad for Coutinho Sauce Company. Coutinho? You mean the best damn hot sauce on the planet with tons of flavors like jalapeno, habanero, chipotle, verde, and all kinds of others I can't pronounce. They also have amazing limited flavors like mango and blueberry. Yep, that's it. My favorite is Ghost. It makes my butt burn. <laughs> you gotta act fast though, because they're always selling out of that one. Okay. Just visit CatinoSauce.com for more flavors and customized bundles. Also, go ahead and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. My homeboy and CEO of Catino Sauce Company, Jacob, will appreciate that. Sweet Stash is a home-baked business specializing in cake pops, brownies, cakes, and more. Celebrate your special occasions with all of your favorite people. If we're at a party and they have Sweet Stash, I know where Mario will be by the cake pop stand. To place your orders, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Fallen! All right, all right, everybody take a seat, grab a drink, let's get this show started. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? Welcome to our very first episode of Motivation Alley. Today's a special one. 
we have Mr. Mark Baker on, creator of Private Murphy. If you don't know who Private Murphy is, then were you really in the military? If you were in the military, you should know who Private Murphy is. Technically, there's a little bit of Murphy in all of us. So if you don't know who this is, go check him out uh, or just listen to the episode and you'll find out. Um, you'll get to hear Mr. Baker talk about uh, his creation of, of Private Murphy, how he got started, where the idea came to be. And uh, it's super interesting. Uh, it's motivating, uh, to say the least. If you're out there and uh, you've got a dream, you're waiting on, on something that just happened, you, you're waiting for the lines, uh, the stars to align, don't do that. Don't do that. Just just get it going, no matter what you're doing. Um, don't wait for everything to be perfect. Don't wait for the stars to align. Uh, just take one step forward, you know, and, and you never know what is going to happen from that. So, But uh, without further ado, let's get into this episode so you guys can can hear what I'm talking about. Creator of uh, Private Murphy, used to be known as uh, Private Murphy's Law, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and um, this is probably one of the most popular, uh, especially military-themed comics uh, in my experience, and I know talking to other uh, veterans, service members, um, you know, one of their favorites as well, because it portrays military life pretty accurately i would say i know it's a comic but it really does you you took a lot of the um the aspects of military life and just you know brought them to life in this comic strip which is you know to me like i mentioned it's one of my favorites so uh one one of my um i guess first question would be is how did you even come up with the idea of private murphy where were you what were you doing what were you eating what were you what were you wearing at the time (laughs) I've told this story a million times, but so I was at Fort Bragg and I was doing um, other cartoons just for the guys in my, in my unit, just, you know, inside jokes, you know, stuff I'm, I'm really, I'd be embarrassed to show like, you know, I'm not proud of, but, um, but I, I, the guys kind of got together and kind of pushed me into taking the cartoon down to the, the Fort newspaper, the Fairfax. So, um, so I had one cartoon in particular. It wasn't a Murphy cartoon yet. It was just a, it was the the five points of performance. And I brought it down to the paradigm. And I talked to an editor, named Sergeant Dean. And I said, you know, man, we run some paper. And he said, sure, but here's the thing. I don't want just like you know a one time shot. He said, can you give me something every week? And you know, I didn't know. I said, sure. Uh, so I thought about it, and, you know, there was a guy I knew, his name was Murphy. So I just took his name, tagged it on to Murphy's Law, and, you know, sat down that night and started thinking about and started coming up with cartoons. And that's how it began, really. So one of the things that, um, as a, an artist myself, I would say, you know, that, you know, we, we love to create... Um, but it's tough to create for others. So I think like when you're free to do what you want, it's easy, right? But when someone says, Hey, can you do this every week? I don't know. For me, that'd be stressful. So what was your experience like doing that? And, uh, you know, just continuing and making literally at this point, thousands of comics and, and other cartoons as well. Um, yeah, you're right. It's, I like, I like, you know, I've always liked to draw. And I like doing uh, drawing, 
mostly for myself. It's very hard to, um, you know, get a commission from someone and have, you know, and try to interpret what they have in their head into an image. It's very, um, it's, it's really kind of an unpleasant experience, actually. Um, but as far as like having a deadline for doing the cartoon, many times I thought, I can't, I have nothing for next week. And then something would happen at work and I'd say, oh, cool, that's a cartoon right there. Or, you know, I'd observe something going on in the command and say, oh, it, it was a cartoon. It just, somehow it was just like, it's sheer luck, actually, that <laughs> I was able to keep, this, keep it going. And now you mentioned uh, the name was somebody you knew, but is the character based on that person as well, or is the character something totally separate and new? It's totally separate. I mean, Murphy is, I mean, really, Murphy is more of, of me. It's not like a autobiography of me by any stretch, but a lot of um, his personality, I think, is for me. Right. I think I put that in there. So for me, I've always thought of as Private Murphy. As a, um, how can I describe him? If Charlie Brown grew up to join the military, he'd be Private Murphy. That's kind of how I always saw it, because he had this innocence about him. Um, and but yet he, you know, he could be ruthless if he had to, especially in the in the newer comics, right? As he got older, as he got rank, um, sarcastic for sure. But um, there was always this innocence about him, right? That kind of reminded me, for some reason, of like a grown-up Charlie uh, Charlie Brown. So, um, but anyways, that's kind of the way I saw it, and I think that's why I fell in love with that comic because it was real, and it wasn't it wasn't showcasing this like badass army dude, right? Uh, Special forces guy. It was showcasing probably your average Joe. Uh, to me, that was pretty much everybody. I think everybody in the military would like to think that there's a little bit of uh, Private Murphy in them, right? And we've all for sure known Private Murphy. Uh, and not to mention the countless other characters that you've created as well. So, um, for example, uh, the Tooth Fairy or the, the, the Good Idea Fairy. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. I'm getting my fairies mixed up. But the Good Idea Fairy, that's classic. I mean, who doesn't? know what the two uh, you know the the good idea fairy is right and the way you portrayed him in, in the cartoon was pretty epic to me so uh, when i think of that even in my civilian jobs i've always thought of the good idea fairy and that image of you know your drawing comes to mind wow well thanks <laughs> so yeah, i actually um yeah uh, just to say, i just um, i had some pins made you know like a little pie jack yeah of the Good Idea Fairy, and they came out really good. And, um, they got, you know, so I'd, I'd sell them to the site on eBay, and they've kind of, they've really just been flying off the shelves. And then people will send me photos of them wearing them, right? So it's, that's, to me, that's super cool. That's perfect. I would love to purchase one of those. Where where can people find them on? Obviously, you're on Facebook, but you have a website as well? Uh, I have a website, but I don't know how to set up e-commerce. I don't know how to set up, sell anything from there. But so I just keep putting the um, I have them up on eBay and I have the oh, okay. eBay link on Facebook. Well, tell us what that is, or you, they they can find you on Facebook under what Mark Baker. No, Private Murphy. Private Murphy has his own page. Oh, okay. So I post the every week. I post a new cartoon up there, and it's really the only venue 
Yeah. Yeah, it's not just papers anymore. It's just well, on Facebook. Well, you guys, if you're interested in that, I would highly recommend uh, Good Idea Fairy Pin. Uh, go to work wearing one of those. Anytime your boss comes up with a genius idea, uh, you know, just you know, just kind of point that or rub on that on that pin. You know, and you'll, it'll get you through the day. So um, I know for sure uh, in the military. Um, officers were typically uh the ones with these uh the the good idea fairies usually ran around you know um kind of bonking them on the head and waking them up and ensuring that they had great ideas that of course the platoon is going to love that's my sarcastic voice by the way so tell me a little bit more about yourself too i know obviously you were in the military um, when you say you always, um, as you were creating, sometimes you got busy at work or you got ideas from work. Um, are you talking about actually from the military? Like while you were in the military, a lot of these ideas came to you, um, or on your civilian career or, you know, where did this, uh, a lot of the stuff come from? No, it was office. So, you know, I mean, I just, I think just like everybody else, I mean, there's things, there's things I would observe every day and I figured, wow. If I'm saying this, um, it's probably, you know, other soldiers are too. So I would try to, um, you know, portray that in a cartoon. And I didn't, I didn't ever pretend to be, like, I'm, I'm probably going to a lot of army things, you know, but I'm, you know, I'm a soldier. Well, I was a soldier, a lifer, you know, I did 20 years, but, um, you know, so I'm poking fun, and it's one of those things where, you know, you can poke fun at your family, but don't let anybody else do it. But right. I never intended to be, I never intended to be malicious. But you never know how people are going to take something. I would, you know, some cartoons would really, you know, anger some folks. Right. Um, well, I know that you, you made fun of, yeah, you've made fun of a lot of Marines along the way, for sure. Uh, but well, like, I don't care about making fun of Marines. I mean, that's, that's the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the in-laws. Or right, right. And I know what you mean about, yes, you can make fun of um, your own family, but if somebody from the outside comes in, um, you know, they're, they're probably going to get a, a knuckle sandwich or two. So uh, especially with, um, I say... A lot of humor too, going towards the National Guard reserves. You know, obviously the Air Force or Chair Force, as some people would call it. But uh, in all honesty, I think most people, from just talking to them, they they took it all uh, um, with a smile. You know, and and they know where that came from, and 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 that's the community that we live in, right? But um, with that being said, did you ever receive any real? I don't want to say threats, but any any angry letters, customers, if you will. <laughs> No, absolutely. A, a lot of, uh, I've gotten a lot of hate mail. Hate um, mail, really? Oh, yeah, sure. Like, all, over the top. Like, you wouldn't believe it. And, but also, and also, you know, threats. I had a, a one, uh, Major Collins, his name was, and he worked at, um, over at the Pentagon. He wrote me and, and told me he was going to, was going to look at taking legal action against me. Really? Had, oh, yeah, it had me pretty freaked out. And um, what was the reason? Well, it was it was when the it was after um, General Shinseki, you know, changed the headgear for everyone to have yes. black beret. Right? Yeah, the beret. So, you know, so I I poked a little fun at that, right? Yeah. 
And so when he sent me the, when Major Paul sent me the email, he said, look, there's regulations against you speaking out against, you know, official army regulations. regulations? <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting with JAG to see, you know, but I mean, honestly, I mean, it scared me to death. I was like, oh, shit, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm in trouble here. And the cartoon was just like, I had, you know, Murphy, he was running a race and, you know, he, he crossed the next line. This guy handed the first type for it. He says, "Well, he didn't ask for. I came in third. And the guy saw him. Oh, you know, you know, you know, you know, it's you know, you you've earned this trophy with pride, or whatever." And then the final frame was Murphy with black around looking at it. You know, that look on his face, like. So anyway, I mean, yeah. I didn't think it was that. That no, I, I, I thought it, I, I know exactly which one you're talking about. And I thought it was hilarious. And I, I get it. But that's the fun part about your comic, right? Is that you could poke fun of those things. And here's the thing. Maybe, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, these regulation things is, is one thing. But what you're talking about and what the comics represented were what everybody was thinking. So, it's not like people are going around telling each other, listen, we got to respect the regulations. We can't talk about this. We can't discuss it. We can't have our own opinions, right? I get it. We probably shouldn't be talking to the news or the media about our political views, but within each other, we definitely talk about what's going on, right? The, the, the atmosphere in the military, right? Soldiers and, you know, service members, veterans, we all like to gripe, bitch, complain, moan and all that. And, um, sure. Private Murphy was kind of a, not kind of, it was a representation of what we were all thinking. So chances are that if you wrote about it, or if you, you made a comic about it, it was the hot topic of that week or possibly that month, you know, um, I, I, one of the things that, that I do want to talk about is obviously your comics are, are humorous they're meant to be funny. Uh, it's a, it's a joke, but some of my favorite comics, um, were the ones that were a little serious, right? Um, not just a little, but for example, I think there's, uh, the private Murphy where he's out in, um, I believe he's at a, um, what is it, cemetery, and he's putting the flags up, and I think it's a Memorial Day uh, comic, right? And it's showing him putting the flags up, you know, honoring the rest of them. That's all it is. There's no words to it. Uh, it doesn't say anything. It just shows him putting the flags, you know. Oh, and then actually, th there is a second frame, right? The first frame shows his buddies cooking or grilling, right, or, or civilians, whoever it's supposed to be there, in civilian clothing, and they're drinking and, and barbecuing while he's out there putting the flags on the cemeteries, right? And that one was very powerful just because it kind of shows that, you know, not everybody uh, celebrates Memorial Day the same way, right? While people take it as a day off from work or, or whatever, you know, and celebrate by drinking and cooking, which is all great. I'm not here to tell people what to do or how to celebrate. Uh, but it just showed that other side of like, you know, maybe this day should be a day of remembrance um, and, you know, volunteer and do something for others because those people that we're remembering, you know, they paid the ultimate sacrifice. So for me, that one specifically um, is one of my favorites. You know, like I said, without words, it just showcased the reality of what that day means. So just uh, cheers to you for, for, you know, also remembering those type of uh, events and moments in our, our lives. Well, thanks. I mean, um, 
Yeah, I mean, Murphy was a was is is a venue for me to, you know, look. I mean, I'm really not making statements, but sometimes I am. You know, I'm putting my point of view out there in cartoon. Right. And I have the most respect. I have the most respect for you know for veterans for, you know, especially um, like the young soldiers today and of the past you know 19 years. I once had a. Um, I was a guest speaker for a, a dining in, you know, I was the oldest guy there. You know, I cut the cake with the youngest soldier there. Oh yeah. But I was telling these kids, you know, they say, and you know, no disrespect towards, you know, the world war two generation that they, they call them the greatest generation. But also there was, um, it was a different world back then. One, there was a draft Two. Even if you weren't drafted, I mean, the whole country was on board to join the military. The younger kids that are joining now, they're they're, you know, from what I've heard, it's like less than less than one percent of the population, you know, and they're volunteering. It's a right. completely volunteer force. So you know, uh, I must respect. No, I agree. It is definitely not a military or first responder law enforcement type of um, atmosphere out there right now you know we're not we're not receiving the most love let's just say by by the community now there are a lot of uh, people that honor veterans because of the war in Iraq and Afghanistan so I know that did go up obviously but we all know what the atmosphere is like that um, uh, out there uh, or the political atmosphere as well and there are a lot of people that you know don't think it's popular to join the military or you know be a police officer and so you're right I think these are difficult times where if you choose to join right now, um, it really means a lot, right? Because there's people that are probably losing family or friends over their decision to join. So wow. you're, you're absolutely uh, right on that. Now, let me ask you this. You said you were in for 20 years. How long ago uh, did you uh, get out? I retired in 2007. 2007, right. So not not too long ago, but you were still you were still in for a while. Um, so you joined. Was it exactly 20 years? I did protection in '85. Oh, okay. All right. And what did you spend most of your military career doing? If you don't mind me asking. You mean like the, the job? I was military intelligence. Okay. Military intelligence. I mean, initially, I was a I was a cavalry scout. And then um, I got out. I got recalled for the storm. I got out again, and I came back in as um, military intelligence. Oh, okay. And so, so how the majority, did the majority of my time was doing that? That military intelligence. That's how you ended up at uh, Fort Huachuca. Yes. Okay. Because I know you're out of Sierra Vista now, right? So you just decided to stay there. Well, Arizona's my home state, so I right. love it here. Yeah. And. Um, you know, I, I was just very fortunate. My last duty station was here in Fort Huachuca because every other duty station had me, you know, way far away from Arizona. You know? Yeah, and I've been down to Sierra Vista a few times. I've been down to uh, Fort Huachuca a few times, too. And um, I'll say this, not a lot going on at, at, at uh, Fort Huachuca. Uh, pretty, pretty lonely, pretty lonely place, but I'm sure there's a lot of places there that I don't know about and they don't want me to know about. So that's why I know there's stuff going on down in Fort Huachuca and you probably can't talk about it. So that's okay. I respect it. But, 
um, with that being said, how did you end up doing, I know you told me the story about Private Murphy, but so were you doing your job and also the comics on the side the whole time? Yeah, I was doing the comics on the side, so... So that wasn't even um, part of your military. Like it wasn't like you were public affairs or, or you didn't join another unit or anything like that. This was literally all just on the side. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's so, pretty cool. And that's actually even more interesting than before. Cause for some reason I had an idea that maybe he, cause I, I, I started off as a cannon crew member or field artillery. Um, don't ask me how, but I ended up in, in public affairs. And so that's actually where I got to know your work because um, I started to see, you know, the Army Times and, you know, different publications where, where Private Murphy came out on. And um, when I was deployed to Iraq under the Public Affairs Unit here in Arizona, um, I actually used to use, well, the people before me, the unit that was there, used to fill the newspaper with, you know, one page of comics. And one of the comics that they used to use was Private Murphy. So when I got there, I got uh, um, a USB and a flash drive. And with a bunch of stuff, they said, hey, listen, um, you can uh, use these comics, everything, every information that's in here, the graphics, whatever you want, you can use this for your publication. I know you guys are going to change it up a little, do whatever you want to, but here's, you know, whatever, 10 gigs worth of images that you can use for whatever you want. Okay, great. I was like, why, you know, uh, recreate something that's already working? So when I was going through their publication and we started to create our publication, you know, obviously we changed some stuff around and I was the layout and design guy. And um, when I saw that, I was like, no, Private Murphy's going to stay. Like, I love these. I love these. we got to keep these going, right? And so the, obviously this was an internal military publication. Uh, it was called the Expeditionary Times, by the way. And it was only for the people out at, uh, where was this out of, not Campbell. Who, what's in Kentucky? Um, yeah, I believe it was Fort, Fort Campbell. Um, but anyways, also for the people in Iraq. So part of it went to the families out at Fort Campbell. And then, uh, you know, about 6,000 of the, the copies went out to service members all across Iraq, you know, and, and partly in Afghanistan as well. So it was a really cool experience for me, you know, but that's really where I got uh, intimate with, with your comic. Cause every week I would sit down and I would say, it's funny cause you talk about how, when you drew these, you know, when you created each comic, it's, it, it kind of showcases maybe what you were going through that week, or maybe it was a hot topic of the week or the month. But for me, when I was putting them up, I would literally go in there. I wouldn't just randomly choose one. I would actually go off of my mood and I would pick the private Murphy that best described what I was going through that week. And nobody else knew this, you know, but when they saw it, you know, sometimes, sometimes people picked up on it because maybe something our commander did, or maybe something our first sergeant did, or somebody else in the unit where they either fucked up, they messed up, or, or I got pissed off at them for something. And that private Murphy depicted exactly how I felt that week. And so for me, it was kind of like a little inner dig at them, at the unit, because I'm like, you guys are idiots, and here's how I'm going to get back at you. Of course, nobody knew what was actually going on, and nobody cared either. But I knew, 
you know so internally i was having fun uh, with private murphy so essentially i think in that deployment because my first deployment was with an artillery unit very very different outdoors a lot of you know driving around in vehicles and you know guard towers and you know physical work and this next deployment i was literally behind a computer in a desk inside a building in you know uh northern you know central iraq kind of protected you know by the compound and so um it was it was harder than people think because to me that was not easier it was harder to deal with my own feelings and emotions and being trapped inside so being creative was kind of my own my own way out, you know, and then I know me and you talked before this and I showed you, I actually ended up creating my own comic. Now, I only did about six of those, um, but that was, I would say it was loosely based on 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 Private Murphy, you know, and, and kind of what I thought I wanted these characters to, to be like a little bit, you know, given my own twist, obviously, every artist, you know, has their own style. Um, but you know, I also started doing that and that was kind of freeing. And so I don't know how you felt when you drew these, but for me, it was really freeing, you know, to, to finish one, to start the idea, to start the concept, do the sketch, and then finally ink it at the end and then put it out there and then to have people enjoy it. It was, it was cool to me, you know, even though I, like I said, I only enjoyed it for a little bit cause I only did a few, but I mean, you've got what, 20 years of, of doing this. Yeah, something like that. A lot, of, a lot of years. Like when I think about it, I'm like, oh, oh. But um, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot of fun, and it's um, yeah. I don't know what to say. I just just what, what you said is, is spot on. I would you know once I I get excited about doing a cartoon and then do work, and then once it's done, it's you know I feel great about it. What keeps you going now? Um, like what motivates you with the, the the cartoons, the ideas? Um, well, you know, I'm really just doing it for um, just just for fun. Um, you know, it's been you know over ten, twelve, thirteen something years since I retired, and but I do have friends. You know, I uh, Pete Barlow who is a drill sergeant up on post, and he does a cartoon called G.I. Low. Yeah, I know. Uh, I've seen them, too. Okay, so, you know, Pete and I will get together, and he gives me, you know, great ideas. We'll, we'll spitball some ideas. We've done some crossover cartoons, both him and I, and um, that's worked out really well. And I just keep, I mean, the thing is, I just keep getting ideas. I just, I just have, you know, and it just seems like Every time I get to the point where I'm like, I just want to do this one last cartoon before because I don't have any other ideas and there's nothing, you know, I can't, but I want to do this cartoon, but it seems to be happening to me every week because I'll finish something thinking, okay, that's, that's probably the last one because I've got nothing else and then there'll be something else that I, another cartoon I want to do. Now, are you talking about just Private Murphy itself or cartoons just in general? Not just Private Murphy is himself, because, I mean, I've been doing a lot of other things. I'm working on a, I'm putting together some children's books. I'm doing, I was, you know, for a time there, I was illustrating some soldiers' deployment stories, which I'm still doing that. It just, that's very time-consuming. Right. And, but but with Murphy, it it just, like, I'm, I'm ready to 
I'm ready to end, I guess, but I, I won't end as long as I keep getting ideas, and they seem to be just to keep coming. Right. For what, whatever reason, I have no idea. They just, every week I have something else I want to say. I think because Private Murphy represents not just the military, but I think life in general. You know, I think earlier when we were talking right before we started recording about, you know, this podcast, I try to make it or keep it real so that it's not just about military life. If if you are a civilian and you don't understand the military, you can still enjoy this podcast because you want to hear about other people's lives. You're interested in in, in general information that we talk about because as as um, veterans, you know, soldiers, for those of us that are in the Army, but, you know, service members, all the branches, right? One of the things we love to do is chat. You know, we love to talk about whatever. You know, there are no topics that are off the table. And so... You know, I, I think in, in general, you know, we can have a great conversation almost about anything, any topic there. Um, and so I think that's what makes Private Murphy great, too, is that, you know, you don't have to be in the military to enjoy or understand. Now, there are some, I believe there's some comics for, you know, Private Murphy that are pretty like you have to be in the military to get it. Right. I know I know, you know, a few like you mentioned the beret one. And but for the most part, you know, that's that's your average guy. Like I, I compare him to Charlie Brown because I, I really do think as as uh, Private Murphy as uh, just an average guy who, you know, he kind of like most of us, you know, decided to join the military one day and didn't really know what he was getting himself into. And there he is now. And now he's what's the highest rank he got to. Did he actually make it to first sergeant? No, he's just. Right now. He's a what? Staff sergeant. Staff sergeant. All right. Well, that's okay. Like most of us, you know, we we, we, we got up there and then we kind of stopped, leveled off. Uh, but, you know, he's he's an average guy. And so, you know, I, I mean, I know you have your own thoughts, obviously, as your character. But those are my thoughts. And that's kind of what I... I envisioned him as, you know, and, you know, obviously other people are going to have their own ideas and, you know, but I, I think for each person that, that enjoys this comic and, you know, um, they're going to have their own feelings. I think everybody wants to, to kind of maybe put themselves or maybe put, you know, Private Murphy in their shoes because I think, like I said earlier, there's a little bit of Private Murphy in, in everybody. So we all either know that guy or we are that guy. That's cool. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, of course. And, you know, just to let you know, obviously, uh, I know I mentioned this before, too, that, you know, um, when we first started talking and I, and I sent you messages on Facebook, you know, I, I got really excited because I'm like, man, I have known about Private Murphy. And then I found out who drew him and I found out, oh, there's this Mark Baker guy. That's that's the creator. Right. And I used to see the the name, you know, the signature all the time and everything. But um, I found you on the page. You might be a veteran if which um, I'm one of the admins on, too, you know, and I think, you you know, Daniel and obviously. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when I first saw you there, I was like, wait a minute this is Mark Baker, like the Mark Baker from Private Murphy. And I started looking into it and I was like, yep, it sure is. That's him. And I was like, I wonder if he'd like to sit down and chat one day. And that's when I reached out to you. And sure enough, here we are now. And I'm very excited and very happy that, that we were able to sit down and, and, and talk a little bit of, of history on Private Murphy and, you know, a little bit about, you know, your life and how you got started in this. So. <coughs> Thanks, me too. The only thing that could have made it better is if we were like sitting across the table and 
care for each other and each with a beer. Yeah, of course. I, I agree with that. And that is not uh, um, outside the possibility, obviously, right now with everything going on. You know, I know it's a little harder to, to connect with people one on one, but I would love to uh, do this show again, you know, uh, next time in person, like you said, with a beer. Everything's always better with a beer, right? Absolutely. But so, do you, yeah. you're you're in Texas, right, Mario? No, no, I'm I'm in Phoenix. I I okay. was in Texas. I used to live in Texas, yes. And that's probably okay, my my number is a Texas number, but I'm actually in Phoenix, correct? Ah, uh, okay. Oh, well. Yeah, I'm not really good. Yeah, I'm only like three hours away. Yeah. And Ooh, actually, all my family, all my family's up there. They're still up here in Phoenix. Yeah, my folks, my three sisters. Those well, up whenever you come up here, you know, let me know. All right, that sounds like okay. Yeah, with all this going on here, you you think you you make a a, a COVID nineteen private Murphy related comic or strip? Yeah, I'm already doing them. Oh, are you? Oh, okay. I haven't yeah. seen the the latest. One. I don't know if it, if it has it come out. If it has, I haven't seen it yet, so I'll have to check it out. Well, I just got a couple up there about Fort Huachuca like not not shutting down. They're waiting until. Yeah, you know, someone gets a, a confirmed. Someone actually gets it. That's awesome. So I'm gonna post a few of these, especially the one you talked about with the beret. Um, I'll post that on there too, so people, you know, get a glimpse of what you're talking about. Uh, so real quick, where can people find you again, and where can they buy your um, good idea fairy pins? Um, the link is too hard to. You can't just have to go past the, the Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Um, if they just just go through the what Private Murphy Facebook page. Yeah, and I think it's just, uh, that's it, just Private Murphy should find it. Should pop up. Well, e either way, I'll post a link. When I post this uh, show, I always post a link and a little bit of info, so I'll post a link on there as well so people can go check it out. But if you just find the Private Murphy uh, page on Facebook, come on, guys, it's not that hard. Go on there, check it out, doodle around, and uh, you'll find what you need there. Um, are you on Instagram and any other pages? I'm I'm really not. I'm, no. I kind of have like a, a Twitter account and an Instagram account, but I don't. We need to ever. get you a TikTok account. And I've heard of this, but I don't even know what this is. We TikTok. need to get you on. I'm going to get you on TikTok. It's it's mainly uh, where people dance and they lip sync to other songs. And uh, I think it'd be great to see Mark uh, Baker dancing to the hottest, latest songs. Uh, lip sync or maybe even Private Murphy. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I think it'd be fun. Um, either way, listen, Mark, it was a pleasure talking to you. It was an honor. Um, I'm, I'm glad to, that we had this opportunity. Um, so thank you very much for, for coming on here and taking the time. Oh, you bet, Mark. Thank you. I mean, no, the, the pleasure and the honor is, is all mine. Thanks for, thanks for having me on your show. Of course. And we will definitely do this again next time in person uh, here in uh, the studio. And uh, we'll, we'll be drinking a beer next time. So I appreciate it. Right. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Have you all heard of Valor's Veterans Community AZ? Well, let me tell you about them. They are a 501c3 nonprofit which helps organize social gatherings and volunteer opportunities for veterans and their families. VVC was created in 2018 by our good friend Ro Gonzalez. You may have heard him on this show before. Uh, this guy's awesome, man. He's got the hookup to all sorts of sporting events, movie premieres, and all kinds of cool shit. 
Bringing like-minded people together not only allows everyone to share resources, but also helps reconnect that bond military members had while they were still in the service. VVCAZ also holds a monthly coffee social the third Saturday of every month where local organizations can share their resources. Their goal is to build Arizona's strongest veteran community by engaging veterans one at a time. Please check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and valorsveteranscommunityaz.org.